0: Mm-hmm.
1: Access an exclusive audience of lower funnel car buyers through our network of over 500 affinity partners, including USAA, Sam's Club, and AAA. Close more sales in a cost-effective way. There's never been a better time to become a car certified dealer.
2: One,
0: All right, here we are, 3.30 Eastern Standard Time, it's Auto Dealer Live, and I am sitting here by myself, <laughs> but I do have two co-hosts with me on the other side of the room. We have Joe Calla and Chris Fritcher. What's up? What's up? What's up? What y'all doing, man? That's right. It's that time again. It's that time again. Auto what time is it, Chris? Was it? Auto you don't do it like you used to, man. Like you I get, well, you get that
2: baritone in you. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm freaking old. That's right. That's
3: right. Nice.
0: Hey, <clears throat> um, Cribs is... We're trying to get Cribs maybe to call in. He had something come up at the last minute, but we do have a great, great panel of guests today on Auto Dealer Live. And you know... The funny thing about Autod Alive, and Joe's gonna hate this, is you never really know what we're gonna talk about in the monologue and it has usually nothing to do for the first like couple of minutes with uh automotive or anything like that. So we were talking about right before we came on air is Joe Joe said, Is my
3: chest
0: is my chest hair showing?
3: And Joe said you know, and I said, and Joe he meant hair, like you know, like like hair. Yeah, like like a like a sweater. I have like a sweater underneath here. That's how that's and I said, how it looks and I said to him, I said I only
0: have one chest, like I only have a chest hair. Like I don't have, I'm, I'm, I'm like a hairless. Like I'm not really hairy. Per- and like if my chest hair, it wanted to show, you know, it, it would, you know, like I would pluck that. I mean, like if that one hair, got to the place where it could show, you know what I'm saying?
3: It's right. Terrible. That's terrible.
2: That's awful. Anyway, that's awful.
0: So that's what we're gonna talk about. Chest oh yeah. Hair.
2: Chest got- hair. <laughs> Every time you talk about, say that, like, are you worried about your chest hair popping out? I I immediately start thinking of Saturday Night Fever and that little, you know, the outfit that John (laughs) was wearing. That's what I think
3: of. I can't stop thinking of um, Austin Power. Oh, that's that's right. right.
2: That's right. Yeah. So let me
3: ask our
0: guests and our listeners, when you think about chest hair, (laughs) what comes to your mind? (laughs) What comes to your mind? I'm just, you know, people might think I I got a a beard here and I always keep facial wear, but I'm just, I don't have any chest hairs, man. I I used to shave when I was like a teenager trying to grow, but thank God they never came out. You know what I mean? Like, thank God, like one of them came out, like one was like, you know, I'm like, you know, anyway,
3: all right, let's move along. Let's go right on to the next thing here.
0: (laughs) So today, what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about, we're going to talk all about that base, baby. We're going to talk about. Pay plan, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: pay plan, pay plan. And we have uh, Philip Pogue today, the general sales manager at Jason Pilger Hyundai. And we have Adam Chalstack, sales manager at Billywood Ford. And we have Jeff Baker, sales manager at Elhart Automotive Campus. And we have Jameson Johnson, sales inventory manager at Athens Ford. And, uh, we talk, talk about pay plan day, Joe. Why do you think it's, it's such a a, a topic that, that others want to discuss? Why do you think it's? I mean, obvious for the obvious reasons, right? I mean, people want it's important to individuals, right? That's when you're hiring somebody. Hey, what's my pay plan going to be? They want to know how they can work that plan and, and make money. But but why is it? It's it's been in the it's been in the automotive topic lately as um, kind of coming from a from a, you know from a point of view in some perspectives as the pay plan needs to change. You know, and there's been talk. And when that conversation comes up, guys, it comes up about hours, you know, it comes up about, you know, commissions, it comes up about stronger base. It comes Mm -hmm. up about hiring people, you know, and paying them different. There's automotive dealerships that are out there right now that have completely moved away from past pay plans, right, wrong and different. You know what I mean? Some would say that's crazy. Some say it's working for them. So who are we to say what's right and what's wrong? But why do you think it's such a, why do you think the topic itself? Is is circling, you know, the conversation, the water cooler. Why is it? Why does it even matter today, in such in in, in all of these areas?
3: If you don't mind. Do you well, know? I think that obviously, you know, pay plan is. You go to work, and I would say this to my, you know, team whenever I was there is that, you know, I know as much as you might like, like me and each other, mm-hmm. you don't come to work because you like each other. You come to work because you're there to make money. Right. So pay plan is obviously important. It's obviously what's going to help pay the bills. Right. Right. But what I've been discovering is talking to dealers every day. I'm starting to see there's a lot of different ways that they're changing these pay plans to where some of them aren't even commission based now. Right. Salespeople are not even getting commissions at some stores. They're just they've set it up where they're getting a salary and then they utilize different you know bonus levels. Right. And so I just think it's important because you know from being in the business the way we are. You know, this is a business that, you know, you get paid according to your skill set, mm-hmm. right? Right. Right. And so if the pay plan isn't going to be able to incentivize you based off of your skill set to improve and to, to do better, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily a great motivator for sales, but I don't know. I mean, that's just the devil's my opinion. Chris, devil's advocate. I mean, you know, and I'm
0: just, I'm just. you guys know how I run my business and how mm-hmm. I feel, but I, I do feel like every business is different. Mm-hmm. And if you go in as an entrepreneur and think, you know, there's certain principles and core values and things that I do that if I, you know, in any other business or division that I own or have done or investments, things like that, there's things I do that I do that I do. And this is not, but but if you think that you can go in and one size fits all, I think that that's also just naive. I think that that's, that's, you know, I don't think that that is something that we can say across the board. However, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. You know, Joe said, Joe's speaking from a standpoint of maybe how he would do it and how he's seen it done. But I've seen, um, you know, I've seen it where, and I want to bring this up to our guests where even in our, in our company here, you know, when you throw out time off, you know, versus, you know, Spiff's, I mean, we, you, you know, you are a vice president of sales for our marketing for, for a couple of years and did very well. Joe, you're our vice president of sales and operations for automotive, deal university. And, um, Chris, you saw us throw out, we, I mean, we, we throw out stupid numbers sometimes for oh, yeah. demos, sometimes just to stir stuff up and, you know, If it were about the money, they would have jumped all over each other and kicked them in the face to get it. But the reality is I've seen them react and move more on days off and time off in some cases. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure that, you know, there's not other ways to do it. Well, I think
2: I I think that the reason we're having this discussion and and this has been going on for the last few years, it's all about bringing new blood and new talent into the, the industry. Right. Um. And and with an industry that, that has on average a sixty-five to seventy percent turnover ratio, you have to figure out what's causing that. And with the millennials coming into the workplace, and some of them have been in the you know in the workplace for a little while now, I think a big part of that is why we're having this discussion. Mm-hmm. So they come they come into this they they're this whole commission concept to them is foreign to them. Yeah. For whatever reason. Um. And so. Their, their biggest thing is they're not money motivated. I mean, that's not saying every millennial is the same. Doesn't mean they want...
0: That's not the same as saying they want to be broke. You exactly. I mean? understand Exactly. Yeah, right. But
2: a way they're... they're um, they're what you,
0: the. They're not money motivated. They're they're motivated they're by life family motivated. Time. They're
2: they're, right. they're looking for right. more quality of life, and yep. so.
0: And some of them need to be taught, maybe. And then on the on the flip side of that, maybe maybe there's the ability to teach somebody, right? Um, you know the the potential that's out there for because really it's not about the money. I've often said this, you know, you get someone like Tiger Woods, right? I mean, the guy's worth close to a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I often say this, like, what can't he buy? I mean, like if you look look at the bareness, bare essential, bare, the things that people buy that have money, right? Cars, homes, and trips, and vacations, and it's how many cars, how many homes can you not buy when you have a billion dollars, but what you, but but freedom is really what people are are after. And so I'm anxious to talk about this with our guest, and we're going to, we're going to get to that like right now, but before we do, let's, let's, I'm going to ask you guys to share a couple of things. We're going to give away some money. So like we've done the last couple of weeks, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to give away. Uh, for the first two pulls, we're going to give away 50 bucks. okay? So 50 and 50. Then I'm going to give away $100. So we're going to give away $200, $200 today, all right? So that's what we're going to do, share the show. Your name gets thrown in a bowl. We're going to give away $50 to the first two pulls, and then we're going to give away a $100 grand prize to the third pull. Your name's in. We're going to give that money away. We appreciate you as listeners each and every week in your dedication. Um, our audience has grown immensely over the last couple of years, and we thank you for it. But I'm going to ask you to do something. When you share, you know, you can share and you can put something in the comment mm-hmm. because a lot of times it's not just about sharing, but Hey, what am I listening to today? So I think that your peers would want to hear this conversation. We're discussing pay plan, but you know, we're discussing more than that. We're discussing things like, and I'll and I'll give you some ideas of how you can put this in the share. We're discussing time off versus
3: commission. We're discussing more money versus more time. You know, gifts. what really matters, what gifts, something gifts. like, even like, you know, um, some of the things we, we would do is also like, um. Pedicures, manicure gift cards for the girls or women that like to do that or, right. or uh, purses or pocketbooks or certain things like that. So incentives and, and yep. what matters, but what's all
0: centered around pay plan, right? It's all insurance. What does insurance come in? Does that matter? You know, these are things that, you know, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people that are in, uh, you know, when I interview people, there's a lot of questions that come along. What a pay plan includes, right? What mm-hmm. encompasses a pay plan? Mm-hmm. And, um, so share the show. We're going to give away, uh, $200 today. Well, um, 50, 50, and 100. How does that sound, guys? I
2: Sounds love good, it, right? I'm in, yeah.
0: Cool beans, man. So, hey, when we come back on the other side of the break, we got Philip Pogue, General Sales Manager at Jason pilger Adam Chalestock at Sales Manager at Billy Wood Ford, Jet Baker, Sales Manager at Elhart Automotive Campus, and then Jameson Johnson, Sales and Inventory Manager at Athens Ford. We'll be right back with our guest. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Auto a Dealer
3: Live.
4: Well, we do training every single
3: day, and uh, so I think sometimes myself or the management team, you know, are uh, spent uh, the half hour before, the day before, thinking about what we're going to talk about. When you're doing it every day, you, you start repeating some of the same things, so this gives you an endless amount of uh, information and various topics that you can uh, present in short snippets, whether it be five minutes or...
4: 20 minutes um, the platform itself is as far as the sales rep is very user friendly um, so that helps it it's simple short and sweet um, in the car business unless you're a new hire trainee uh, you don't have a lot of free time in your day but we have a process where we get somebody to log in every day and get at least
5: one class done I think one of the biggest immediate hacks has been with our new hire the way our industry is set up right now um, it's too much of a sink or swim kind of mentality and i think we lose a lot of good people with that mentality and the problem is not people knowing or not having the amount of knowledge to share we we live in a fast-paced environment now so sometimes it's being able to
3: block out the time to share that knowledge it's vibrant it's refreshing it's quality content it's like no other training platform that is out there it is the best in the business from my personal experience, and it's just not one person speaking, it's multiple people. And you guys need to check it out. I mean, there's something for everybody in this learning platform. For people that are in the service drive, for people that are in finance, EDC, uh, for us veterans that have been in the program for a while, um, also for people that are new. I will tell you what, if you're a veteran, you still need to go check out the new hire program. It's, it's quality content, it's like no other.
0: All right, we are back. Let me bring on Philip Poe, General Sales Manager, Jason Pilger, Hyundai Adam Schallstack, Sales Manager, Billy Wood Ford, Jeff Baker, Sales Manager, Elhart Automotive Campus, and then the one, the only, Jameson Johnson, Sales Inventory Manager at Athens Ford. Thank you so much for joining us, gentlemen. Chris Fritcher, I'm going to go to you, man, for the opening question. Throw the ball in, baby.
2: Hey, gentlemen. I'm going to go to uh, Philip first. Um, Philip, you know, I'm sorry. Adam, I'm going to go to Adam first. Apparently, I'm not going to Phil first. I'm going to Adam first. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, how you doing? What's up, Adam? So, <laughs> oh,
6: man. Day, day in my world, day in my world. How are y'all today going?
2: Good, good. Going good. So, Adam, as a sales manager, what are some of the things that you do as far as pay plan-wise to kind of motivate your guys? Do you, do you see it's more uh, in your store? Is it more money-motivated, or is it more of a quality of life where you get time off, or... What are some of the things you see in your store? <clears throat>
6: uh, uh, we've we've got uh, actually uh, two different. Hello, yeah, Adam. Can you
2: hear
0: us? All right, so Jeff, can you can hear us, Jeff. All right, so hold on one second. Let's just talk until I think their calls—they're okay. still on—but they're we can't hear them. So,
2: um, well, I t- I. T- I'll tell you another reason I think we're, talking, we're having this conversation today is I, I think it's also about competition in the workplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it today. Mm-hmm. The economy is good, yep. you know, in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, unemployment is as low as we've ever seen it. Right. So this is really an employee's uh, time to go out and, and, and be shopping for a new job. Mm-hmm. And well, so the, the automotive market has to be competitive with the other things that are out there. And so it, I think a lot of times in certain markets, it might be hard to sell someone on a, a full commission job, even though they're, especially to a millennial maybe, mm-hmm. who you have this opportunity to make no, um, a base somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, you know, something, he, and I think the call. but just so you guys know as listeners, um, if you guys know as listeners, the um, call dropped, so we're getting them back on here. But you know, I, one thing I want to bring up too mm-hmm. guys on this topic and, because I mean if you want to move the industry forward, I think that the, the fear is always from us because the automotive business has produced some of the greatest salespeople mm-hmm. in the world. I mean really yeah. honestly, and it's, and it's prided in itself. It's, it's been a pride of the automotive industry, with the trainers that are out there in the process of closing a deal. I mean, it's just a fact. I mean there's a movie called Closers, right you know the movie mm-hmm. you know shows a bad side of the industry, but the industry has it has has been a, a sales industry. <laughs> And so with that being said, I think that there's a lot of resistance from that side of seemingly thinking that, hey, we're going to take this on another direction and it flies maybe in the face of what has always been. And I do have a question about that because as a person who understands both sides, I mean, I'm a salesperson, hard to the core, but I also am an entrepreneur, a business owner, and I have a lot of employees and people I deal with that aren't in sales. And so I see both sides. And so one of the things I wanted to and I want to ask, you know, these guys about as well. When Lou gets them back on, is you know, um, to grow the industry. You know, you're going to have to go outside and into some of these, you know, millennials and some of these non-traditionally non-salespeople that care about other things, quality of life more maybe than the pocketbook. But at the same time, buying a car is an emotional decision. So I want to ask how they bridge that gap because the reality is this: it's it's still a business. And if you want to if you want to outperform the person next to you, process. What if everybody everybody does a good job? What's going to give you the edge? What always gives when everybody has a great process and everybody has great customer service and they've all hired good people. And we've all, you know, everybody that exists, right. Apple can compete with Samsung and vice versa. When you have that, what well, gives you the edge? It's always sales and marketing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and so are they back on? Okay. So can, I, want to ask that question, yeah, uh, Jeff, uh, let me ask Jeff Baker this, you know, sorry about dropping you guys or I don't know how that happened, but you know, we were just talking amongst ourselves and Jeff, you know, uh, we're talking about pay plan versus, um, non, And we're talking about commission salespeople and how maybe some dealerships are, you know, looking towards individuals that care more about quality of life. And, you know, um, you know, and then they're maybe not motivated as much by money and things like that. And let's just face it. That's happening today more than it used to. But my question is and I and, and I and I get both sides, Jeff. My question is looking at at a place where everybody is going to get to the place to compete and stay in the game. They're going to get to a place where processes are on point, right? Or on par with everyone else's process. The the people, the customer service, the vehicles, the inventory, everything's going to be somewhat on par. If you're going to get in the game, what always gives companies the edge, what always gives the company the edge, Jeff is sales and marketing. If everybody has equal, of everything else. So my question is this, automotive is still an emotional decision. And so if you have somebody that doesn't need a car, but they want a car, their car hasn't exploded. It's not in the junkyard somewhere, rusted to pieces. It runs, they just want a new car. It's an emotional decision. And so you need a salesperson that's going to be able to get the job done. And so Jeff, I wanna wanna just start with the heavy question. How do you separate that out? And how do you really find somebody that can follow the process, but at the same time can close the deal. And go to you on that, Jeff.
7: Yeah, you know, it's real important. I think you have to have somebody that's got a lot of passion and has conviction. And you're exactly right, David. We sell uh, emotion and we sell a uh, luxury and status. So a lot of people don't need a vehicle, but when they come in, they're looking to, to upgrade their status. And, uh, and they need to bump into a salesperson, somebody or an individual that um, shares that same passion and has the same excitement and conviction um, to go out and demonstrate and sell that car, and yep. I think that's where the commission salesperson comes in because yep. if you if you're based if you're paid by the hour or something like that. Where's where's the incentive to really put on a good show? Because that's what it is. We put out it's showtime when we get out there. It's all about being uh, on stage.
0: Well, let me ask you this, and maybe we can elicit some some activity from Facebook and, and callers. Because I'm sure, because again, I know I know Philip very well. He's a he's a client of ours, and I've known him for years. I know his his style. And of course, Jeff, you just gave me maybe your your speed on that, and Adam, I, I, maybe you could weigh in. But let me ask you. So maybe try to understand if the other side if unless you guys unless you guys are on the other side and so you're looking at it we understand it's a commission set, so how do you get that person that if they're going to be a person or we're going to reach out to individuals that are more concerned with time and you know that maybe aren't the 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 driven commission salesperson that's going after the big big money but you know hey i'm making 75 80 grand a year and i'm okay or whatever it is how then do you teach that person to not let the guy walk let the girl walk how do you get that how do you incentivize them to close when maybe you know, they weren't trained that way, or they're not built that way. I mean, is there is, is try to put yourself on the other side? I guess if how does how would a dealer compete? Does anybody want to maybe answer that question?
7: Well, I think, I I think, think go forward, <laughs> we're going to run into that more and more. Uh, there's been lots of stores that have changed over to to paying a salary um, and then stair stepping. I think like uh, Adam was talking about and uh, and moved them up the ladder that way. Uh, And as we know, and as you're talking about, the millennials are more concerned with some time off and and vacations and uh, different stuff like that as opposed to chasing six figures. Mm -hmm. So that's something that in our store we're starting to notice. We've hired a couple of younger people, um, and they don't have the same drive that I had when I got in the business.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and I would imagine, and I'll let Philip answer and I'll let these guys talk. Um, I would imagine that that probably is a challenge. I mean, Philip, I mean, it's got to be a challenge. And what happens ultimately, I think, is that, that, that it gets unbalanced, and then you got the hammers, you got the closers that just get a lion's share of business. I mean, uh, have you have you experienced that, Philip, at all?
1: Well, we've had to change from the top down. You know, there's no such thing as one size fits all anymore. Um, we've um, put a, a much more aggressive pay plan in for the management team because they have to be involved much earlier now, especially these younger guys. They're just not as motivated they don't see the they just don't see it so i made sure that my guys are more focused on managing processes and leading their people so mm. we, we came up with a matrix pay plan that um not only incentivizes on own volume but on growth percentages as well so
3: that's good yeah, yeah you know, that makes sense. one of the things that when you said that there philip that really kind of you know sparked something to me because that means that now the management has, they have to be on point mm-hmm. and because they're doing more, they're not just, was, from, go from ahead. the first minute. what did you say, Philip? Go ahead, Philip.
1: I said from the very first minute the customer arrives, managers gotta be on point. Yeah. They gotta be involved early.
3: Yeah, early and often. I think, I think that's one of the things I was talking to um, uh, executive general manager today and that was one of the things that he was focused on was one of the the areas of focus for training on his management because he wants his management to be more involved mm-hmm. and more not just when it you know at the end but throughout the whole entire process. That's that's a that's a great point. And
0: Chris, let me you know maybe you can go this direction and get uh, get Adam involved as well. I mean then that changes the way you um promote manage to management. Because, I mean, normally, you know, Absolutely. what happened before, you might, you might have to hire from without, you, might, you know, because the truth of the matter is what you're doing at that point is you're, you're, you're layering it where there's really, you know, almost, a, uh, you know, a customer service, a person that can, you know, do the walk around, kind of spend time with the customer, make them feel warm and fuzzy, you know, and then all of a sudden the, the closer comes in and kind of, re- or again, like Philip said, introducing early on, but it really, it really changes the process. It really changes the road to the sale to concept sale. a little bit. Yes and um you know i know that ruffles feathers chris in the auto auto business when people think why change something and you know and and i'm I'm torn because you know i don't know if we need to change it as much as sometimes we think we do um you know but the problem is you just have people that are really good at sales they get out of the business they train they do other things you know and um yeah i don't know so what do you think
2: well i'm I'm the same boat with you i'm torn because when i got into the business long time ago i mean there was only one pay plan everybody was full commission Mm -hmm. that was it you know so this is still kind of new to me too um but i but i think as the as in and maybe um adam can speak to this a little bit or, or jameson but i wonder if if this evolved this evolution, if you will, mm-hmm. of bringing in a base and, and plus commission or some mm-hmm. kind of stair step program is really more about the market itself and how other dealerships have evolved? Or is it more about trying to keep younger talent? Which one is it?
0: Adam?
6: Uh, I, I think it's getting a good mix of both because how do we know who someone's going to deal with when you come into a dealership? I mean, uh, yeah. yeah a lot of conversation i was at a dealer conference this week and a lot of it was servicing the millennial base and yeah yeah, and and then still being able to get your gen Xers in there and 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 the baby boomers that are still out there working and and, and doing their thing it's uh here at our store you're gonna meet me when you get out the car and it's very quick. I see you. A lot of times I'm interacting with what a customer is. Hey, I'm the sales manager. I'm the guy you don't see a lot. I'm the guy that hides behind a glass at most stores. But in our store, not like a visit to the dentist, you're going a smile on your face and you're going to talk to me a lot. And don't worry, I'll be handling your deal all the way through. It takes a long time it makes the sales process smooth
1: mm-hmm.
6: we you have less objections coming out because you know what they're dealing with the manager it, it all the objections come on out either right there up front and then you're right there at their trade you get everything you need out mm-hmm. and by the way hey look i took a few extra minutes with you let me get to one of my sales people and they'll finish this process out for you now is that perfect every time Do we have the time to actually take 20 minutes with every customer that pulls on line? No, but I can introduce myself and say, I'm the guy that you don't normally see, which is the truth in this business. More sales managers forget how to sell. Right. And they they, 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 they get this ego about themselves that I am I am the Alpha and the Omega when really, we're the most replaceable thing in the dealership. We are the people that should be... I, I, I was in the service before... I, i got in the auto industry and i, I believe by following by blind faith and I, this is how we're going to do it and we've integrated it we we integrated it heavily into our store within the last couple of years and it worked we're number one dealer in our region
1: congratulations so on
6: that i believe in emi and and the dealers that don't are going to be the ones that are you know, looking at tail lights, and I, I just that's my thoughts on my, on that.
0: Sure, no, no, thank you very much. Let me, Jeff, let me go to you really quick, and I, I want to shift it a second and ask this question. I mean, because okay, here's here's my take on millennials, and you know, we we start talking about millennials. Um, Or, you know, this generation three years ago, you know, and two years ago, it got really hot. And we did a lot of the conferences where we actually went and, you know, and interviewed and did a lot of our teachings on it, what have you. And so I've got a lot of millennials that, that work here. So it's always bugged me a little bit. Right. Because I don't necessarily think that they're any different than I was when I was that age. Other than you know the technology and things like that that exist, but I remember I kind of felt some of the same way. So I guess my question, Jeff, shifting gears, is there a way to teach, you know, this generation maybe to to go after commission? Is there, in other words, are they that are they humans? I mean, are they really that different? I mean, you know, as it you know did it just change that much? Is there the ability to 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 teach them? Right. The game of sales, the art of, hey, this is how much money you can make. And this is this is open. And this is an opportunity for you. I mean, Jeff, have have you thought of that from that perspective?
7: Yeah, you know, and that's probably one of the best parts of of our job as managers is uh, when you hire somebody in that is, let's say, a millennial. okay, a younger person and uh, you bring them their first commission voucher and that's a thousand dollars. And the guy looks at you, and he about start crying because he's like, he's never seen that kind of money in one place at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, he's used to getting $400 a week or something. Right. So he gets a voucher for one deal at $1,000, and, you know, he stands up, gives you a hug, and says, my God, you just changed my life. That's the turning point right there. Now they're a believer. Now they say, wow, I, I spent an hour with these people, and I got 1000 mm-hmm. bucks." And so then now they think that's a norm, though. So the next one he gets is a mini for 300 and he's like, whoa, I want those thousands back you know so that's a great point that's yeah. where i saw where the turning point was you take a millennial and you give them you lay a, a voucher on their desk for a 1000 bucks and and they're in the,
0: to me and see here's a crazy thing thank you jeff for that I go to joe you guys chris that's the thing to me man i just remember before i knew the amount of money i can make and i started ma- i mean started making that kind of money then all of a sudden you you just say, well, whoa i can make that kind of money i mean you know I mean, when you're in school, when you're in high school, you're living with your parents, they're providing for you, and then you kind of progress, you kind of get out on your own. We got a guy that's 22 that works here, and, you know, I listen to this guy talk in our sales team and what he wants to accomplish and do. I hear a 22-year-old that says, I want a family. I want to establish myself. Nobody. This is what he said to me yesterday or Monday to our sales team. I want to be. My dad didn't make it. My mom didn't make it. No one in my family ever did anything, you know, financially that was worth their salt. And I want to change that in my family. This is a 22-year-old. Yeah. so I mean, I don't know, Joe. I think that I think that maybe we we could we could teach them that, and maybe maybe that has some merit to it. Well,
3: I just want to read a comment that Emily Bauer actually had. written. Had- Oh, is Emily is uh, uh, Emily is about I don't know how old exactly but she's I think 25 or so she's only mid years And so she made a point here about um, Emily said millennial here. Man. I think it's uh, important to consider that many people who fall into the millennial category are currently dealing with tens of thousands of dollars of debt which means we can't afford to work on commission and, and I appreciate that Emily for, for that you know um, transparency and also that true fact. That yes, that is true. There are some people that in the millennials ages mm-hmm. that have tens of thousands of dollars of debt from school or whatnot that they brought in. But at the same time, I look at that and say, then that right there's there is two. another reason why I would want to get into a commission based business. Because when I'm not in a commission based business, I'm capped because what I get on an hourly basis Trading hourly, for hours. Right. And so now when there's a commission on top of this, there's no ceiling. And so basically it really depends on my push, my skill set. Let's just say there's a fear factor there. And I Chris. get that. And the fear. You know what I'm saying, but that's what it is. It is a yeah. fear factor. But that I think fear by the way, can push that, you to, well to sure perform
0: can. too. Well, it can if it's it, it sure can. But I'm saying the fear factor is there. And really, really, Philip, the fear factor, the fear factor, Philip, is there. I mean, it was there when you got into the business. With right? right. you, it was the first time you ever took a commission job. The first time I, you know, looked at my wife when we were young with a young baby, and I said, "Okay, so how much are you going to get paid?" And I'm like, "Nothing, unless I sell something." The first time that that's happened, right. when she was 18 years old and I was 21, right? The fear factor was there for me too, Philip. But I mean, that's kind of what we're dealing with, right? When it comes to commission, you're dealing with fear. On
1: myself, I didn't have any choice. I had so many bills; I had to perform. Yeah. So, I, I miss some of the drive. I think it's hard to find some of the younger people with the drive that I think most of us had coming up in the car business. Mm-hmm. Huh.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, good,
1: Chris.
2: Well, you know, I, I was gonna, I was gonna, I wasn't gonna say. You know, I, I don't know exactly what has changed as far as the dynamic of people coming in, but I know when I when I came into the industry, um, you know, for me, I knew at a, I, I found out very early that I can make significant amount of money um, I, I originally was going in there to be able to afford to go to college but then after I got in there I started kind of thinking to myself it doesn't make sense to go to college get a degree um, and this is how I thought at the time to get a degree to come out and make in a forty or $50,000 job when I can get in the car business and, and make more than that mm-hmm. and, and not have that college degree so for me it was about looking down the road so I was highly motivated when I got in to make money yeah um but I, but I don't did you have fear? Did you did you experience apprehension? Oh of course. I had I had bills, okay. just like you know, most kids coming into anything. You know? Let's let's do this
0: too. Let's because there's a lot of comments on I see on social media coming yeah. through. We're gonna you know, you may not want to, but if there's anybody that would like to call in, we have you know, we have a a general sales manager and two sales managers on the show today, you know, um and so we got we got guys that are dealing, you know, with this every single day and I'd love to see, have you weigh in maybe you have a comment or a question or maybe even a scenario or maybe a point to bring to the discussion about this either way on either side but the number is 813-574-1820 we'd love to bring you on to the conversation here uh, we got a few more minutes left and so if you want to ask a question or maybe bring a comment in or maybe just
3: make a point and maybe uh for discussion 813 574 you know one eight two zero real quick too um i just want to say to the guys, the managers that are on with us too, this is something I've noticed and start to see as well is that the sales process is changing Mm -hmm. because of the different types of Mm. of pay plan adjustments. In other words, the word product specialist is going around now in a lot of dealerships Mm -hmm. and they're actually hiring product specialists where they're just showing the car doing a product presentation. They don't do nothing with numbers. Mm. And then managers are presenting numbers. And so so how is that affecting your dynamic and some of the competition around you in different ways to get salespeople or, or how, how do you guys work with that? Uh, and I guess we can start with, um, with, uh, with uh, Philip.
1: I see that a lot in our market. Um, some of the bigger dealerships are doing that. Mm-hmm. that. That's what really prompted me to make sure that our managers were involved really early. Kind of mirroring what they're doing, but our people do present numbers. However, if there's any kind of any kind of resistance, our managers are on top of it, right in.
0: Adam, how about
1: you? What do you do? What is it? I'm with Phil.
6: If I see any kind of if I don't if I'm working one at a time and I'm not overwhelmed that day, I'm actually standing close by almost like the old school guy just a little bit a little bit more wit to him hey uh Okay, I need to go in now. That, that way, getting, after I've introduced myself, they know. Okay, well, let me go ahead and overcome this objection right now because a lot of times it's not even a valid objection. It's it's just the salesperson handling it right. And 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 in our market, you know, commission is still around. It, it, we we have a flexible pay plan there, so it goes both ways. But you know, that number on the board looks good, I and mean, if you're a younger guy trying to get to fifteen. To get them bucks, I mean, fifteen is the magic number in my dealership. You want to pat your chest, and now it's it's. Hey, I got. You know, look at me. Look where I'm at. And, and 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 at all times that you're, if you're there and you're just. I, I think it was uh, Philip that said it earlier. Uh, you know, they get that voucher, or they get that at the end of the month when commission slips come out, and they go, Yeah, I like this, and even if it's buying it by a unit based pay plan. They they go, I can do this, and, and they yeah. they bought in and they listen to you forever, and, mm-hmm. and and you never have to worry about them not doing what you ask them to. Do. So, the management you. intervention is is the way this should be. I mean, it, uh, these guys depend on us on a daily basis to to live their to make their living for them because they're not they're not this. I, I say our generation. I don't know everyone ages, and I'm not going to ask. But uh, it, they're not. They didn't come up in our era. They didn't come in where you go down there and close the deal. You split the deal. You lose your money.
0: Mm-hmm. But All right. They, they are
6: now in an era of now they need us. Hmm. Thank okay. you, Adam. And we we actually
0: have a call right now from Brian Gifford. He's on the line, Dave. Okay, Brian Gifford. Thanks for calling in, uh, Brian. Uh, what do you do? Who you with? and yeah. Thanks for calling in.
4: I'm a sales manager with Performance Auto Sales in Billings, Montana. Nice. Where it's sunny and cold today.
3: <laughs> I bet.
4: You know, I just wanted to speak to the, the the millennials, you know, that are talking about getting into sales, and I can I can relate to what they're saying because I first got into car sales back in the mid '80s, and I remember just contemplating going from the stability of an hourly wage to the unknown of a commission, and it was it was scary. I mean, that's a big step for them to make. But I know the comments have been made, and I agree with it, that there's more freedom in the, in the commission structure. I mean, you have to have the personality and the drive and the talent to do it. But there's a lot of these millennials that do have that. And I think it's a matter of believing in yourself and then having the opportunity to step into that, knowing that you've got – when you're in a situation like this, generally the people you're working for have you, your best interest in mind, too. They don't want you to fail.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's good. Thank you very much, Brian, for calling in, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, what do you think, man, about the comment? Yeah, weekly. Hey, Jeff, you? In? Hello. Hey, Jeff, what do you think about that comment from Brian?
7: You know, I I think we we're talking about millennials, right? Yep. Sorry, I had my new car manager here blabbing in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> I was on hold, so I, I'm sorry. No, no problem. That's all right. Hey, I actually
2: a have a, do. You do you guys have a base, uh, a base plus commission there in your store, or are you guys solid commission? or How does your store run? So
7: we're solid. We're solid commission, and um, I have a couple of people depending on their performance level um, that I pay a, a flat, a fairly good flat on every car they sell. And so some cars, they just want to have security. So if there's some cars that they win on some they lose on and um, so a couple of my people I've put on that but we do not have a base Um, I've played with that it's just tough for the owner to wrap their head around Um, I've read different scenarios of dealerships that have done that and uh, part of the philosophy behind that is that I don't want to sound bad here, but they own the salesperson. In other words, they can say, "Hey, I need you to sweep the floor. I need you to do this because they got them on a base instead of a, a straight commission, right. uh, and then they pay you know a strep a stair step program per car that they uh, that they deliver." Mm-hmm. All right. And I think going back to the, the millennial thing and, and paying them that way and having them broom customers before they get a, a proper TO, I think uh, early management interaction is, is crucial. We do that at our store. When they come in, I greet them, uh, tell them that, hey, thanks for stopping in. I'm going to make sure the numbers are right for you. Do you have a trade? And, uh, and hand them off, and then I touch base with them again, which makes it a lot easier in the process when we close a lot more deals that way.
0: If, if there's anybody, too, and we're, and we're going to give you guys all closing remarks, but if there's anybody watching that might say, hey, you know what we're doing, we'll put the number back up, but we're doing a, we have a situation in our dealership, whether you're in sales there, management, what have you, where there's a base, you know, um, and uh, we're working with these millennials, and, hey, we're doing a good job in closing deals, and then we have a system that works, and this is what we've done. If you want to share that, I think that would be a great, you know, um, dynamic to kind of bring to the conversation as well. And uh, while we're, you know, maybe someone might want to call in and, and uh, give us an example of something that's working for you. But let's go back to Philip, man. Give us a couple of minutes, Philip. You know, you listen to the discussion in general. I think we've all landed pretty much on one of the same, same things. And how do, where do you see the industry going? Maybe we can give closing remarks on that. You know, we're in 2019. The industry is changing to some degree. Where do you see it, you know, headed, Philip, with regards to pay plans? And uh, if, you don't, if you don't mind me asking, then we'll, give, we'll make that your closing remarks. And then we'll go to Adam with the same question, and then Jeff as well. Philip,
1: well, I believe the OEMs are driving the product specialists. I mean, the, the, now the requirements are more and more for to be certified and have lots of different credentials to go along with what you're doing. I think that's going to be the I think that's going to be the mark fairly soon. Um, and then you have to your pay plans will be more um, focused on your management team closing these fields. Hmm. That's good. Thank nice. you
0: good to adam where do you see it going adam
6: uh, i i i i see commission uh i honestly i see commission going away and, and it and just and i and i'm i i agree uh, i think that was bill talking just a second ago uh, mm-hmm. Commission's going away. Uh, you, and you're, is it going to be around? Yeah, there's still going to be stores that have it. I mean, we're going to have it for a while. But the next five years, this industry is going to change so much with the atomization of vehicles and, and things like that, that these people come in. I mean, these technologies, my i got a three-year-old that can operate on my phone better than I can. and. and, and they, they they come out with an iPhone in their hand now so I mean everything moving into the future is going to be tech driven tech savvy and you know everything's it, our business is not going to be the same so I mean it's it's time that we we've already integrated it integrated it all into our dealership now it's there I mean it's we're getting ready for the future because there is a future hope so I mean, yeah, commission is going to be a, a thing of the past, and your management pay is going to be. A, you know, we're we're not going to. our percentages are going to look different. They're going to be just kind of. I, I see uh, a management unit, in, and that's coming. My pay plan is is by by the unit. <sighs> so I mean, so okay. we're gonna we're gonna be as always guiding the ship, and and but now we're gonna we're gonna. Multitask a little more. We're going to do the dance, and that's it's, it's all about the show. And that's in and EMI and, and every, everything we do on a daily basis as managers. It, 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 it and in the long run, it's going to change the face of our business. We're not going to be on that uh, attorney bad people list. of uh, It's going to go to where I can trust my local
0: dealer. Okay. Well, Adam, thank you so much. And uh, so, Jeff, we'll give you the same closing remarks. You've heard it, Philip. You've heard you know, Philip talking about the OEMs, you know, moving towards, you know, uh, pushing the product specialist and really, you know, making that push from that level. Um, and Adam saying, you know, commission ultimately going away. And, and Jeff, Jeff, here you are, in you know, in a store that's you know heavy commission. But I mean, what's your take on on those two topics as you close out your remarks as well?
7: Yeah, I think uh, Adam makes a good point. Commission, as time marches on, is going to uh, go away. Um, I think there's still going to be, as these older, these old dogs get out of the business, um, you know, the, the younger people aren't going to be familiar with the $900 commission vouchers anymore. And then you've got, uh, on the pre owned side, you've got so many stores that are, are just going for market share that everything is based off a of flat. So the dealer is packing the car enormously to pay the managers. Uh, so there's really no. Uh, "Quote, uh, unquote, gross profit because it's all pack, and they're going to pay the guys so much a car. I think is how a lot of stores up here are starting to go. I got a couple big auto groups that are doing that. You know, they paid between 100 and 400 a car to pay how many cars they sell, and so to get to the volume, so every guy is going to sell 25 to 30 cars to make a living, um, like they used to with uh, you know getting paid 30 to 35 percent commission." Awesome. So I think, awesome. uh, and, you know, being at the Amazons and stuff like that, if they get into the business like everybody thinks they are, that's going to change everything anyway. So, mm. oh, um, yeah, I think down the road we're going to go more towards a base or a, a car uh, pay plan.
2: Okay. Well, Jeff, th- thanks for coming on. And uh, Adam, again, thank you for coming on. And uh, Philip as well. We appreciate you guys coming on and uh, yeah. taking the time with us today. Thank, thank you, guys. you, guys. We thanks, actually guys. have a
0: caller right now, too. My yeah, pleasure. Thanks, Philip. Thank you. Uh, we actually have a caller. His name's uh, Baron
2: Reynolds from Furman Chevrolet. Baron, what's uh, up?
3: Baron. What's up, Baron?
5: What's going on, my Auto Dealer Live family, Auto Dealer Live crew? How we doing over there?
3: Man, we're doing good, baby. Look at the yeah. energy. Here, the energy missing, just picked up Baron you you, man. Oh, Those man. man put the smile right on my face.
5: Man, let me tell you. Man, I'm sitting back listening, man, and let me tell you something. This is an amazing show, man. Yeah. I mean, I kind of didn't come and kind of like right at the middle and going on, but I love it, man. Everybody, when you hear change, that means everybody's going to make some change, and I mean, have change. I'm talking about you're talking about the freaking uh, the sales manager. You're talking about the salesman, the sales hustler. I love it, man. We, we got the evolution, so we can go ahead and start the revolution. This is what it's all about, and uh, everybody sits back there addressing it right now. You know, product specialists, Um, salary guys? Are we going to go ahead and do commissions? I think the one thing we got to remember is, listen, nothing happens, nothing all happens until we what? Until we provide that service. Mm. Nothing happens until we provide that service. And a lot of that is going to take what? It's going to take commitment. It's going to take commitment to what? Commitment to your guests, commitment to your product, commitment to uh, to your process is really what it's going to take. And, you know, I'm, I'm very so much so committed to my process, all the way so to the point where we had a situation this past Sunday mm-hmm. where we were overran with gas. There was no more salesmen and everything. And, and I got to the point where, you know what, I said, man, let me go ahead and put my jersey on and hop back in the game. And guess what? I took a sales process from A to Z. Went on four different test drives with a guest, the guest at the time was just like, oh, this is a sales guy. And I wanted him to be a sales guy because I wanted to prove a point that us as sales managers, we should be able not just to go ahead and teach what we preach, but also practice what we preach. And I took it from A to Z, and I actually went ahead and sold a vehicle. And there was process on the vehicle I sold, and the reason then is because I committed to the process. Mm.
2: You know, I and I, would,
5: I hope come from the process that I teach.
2: Baron, I, I wonder, and you you can give some insight to this. I wonder if the reason for some of this the pay plan changes and is not just about the salesperson's perspective coming in and, and bringing in new talent. Could it also be because we're starting to see a little bit of pressure from the OEMs, you know, and and the, and trying to change the way that that uh, the salesperson interacts with the uh, the customer i wonder if it's they see something down the road coming where you know especially with the younger clientele the millennials maybe uh being more customer focused so they Mm -hmm. feel like by going to these new pay plans there's more focus on the individual customer and trying to get them low you know get them hooked on a brand and then get them to where they're engaged with the brand more than just an individual salesperson or individual store is that possibly where the OEMs are coming from when when as they're kinda of putting pressure on the dealerships, you think?
5: You know that that's a definitely a great perspective and and you know what, I wanna go ahead and just, just give just my little my little perspective on it. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, just as you said, with a lot of the millennials that are coming in. Let me tell you something. I think personally it's gonna make it the easier than it's ever been for us to go ahead and sell that vehicle and provide that service with having that millennial come in you know why because that millennial is extremely educated they've been online they've looked everywhere the fact that they've actually came to your dealership first man it gives you the the heads up when they're going to right around two dealerships you know before they even make their purchase because they've already visited maybe hundreds of dealerships online in that virtual space so when they make it to your place it makes it that much so um, I don't like to say easier, but it gives you the, the, the first bids of opportunity to go ahead and provide that service. Because remember, mom and dad sells people, man, or, or you know, uh, customers, when they were coming in, they were kicking tires. I mean, okay, we got your price. We're going to go right down the street. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. They weren't real informed. You know, they were still going off of the Sears, Sears catalog. You know, if you have uh, Sears catalog nowadays, man, they got to save trees, right? Because everything is all online, line is virtual.
2: Well, that, Amazon is just the 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 new version of the Sears catalog. That's really what Amazon is. Yeah. So, but Baron, thanks thank for you. calling in, brother. We appreciate you, and uh, can't wait to get you back in the studio.
5: Nah, you guys got it. Thank you guys very much for dropping that knowledge and hitting everything rolling. Don't forget, all of you, Vanderbilt University, the number one college. I'm out.
2: Boom. Thank you. Thanks, thanks man. Thank you, sir that's a that's
0: a mic drop right there yeah it is and you know (laughs) i love it when you know i love the fact that you got a used car manager you know this dynamic that's that's worked his way up they got back into the game when he was needed recently as a salesperson when there was no more salespeople available you had a sales sales manager call in from montana you've got you know jeff baker you know from from one part of the country you know he's i mean he's we got snow behind him when he did his video yesterday and you got Adam from Louisiana and Philip from you know from Mississippi and Louisiana area he's got people from all over weighing in Emily was is from uh, Carolina and you got all these people weighing in and, and giving their perspective and so it's an interesting industry and there's so many there's so much you could talk about here that um, you, you know that, uh, that 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 we didn't even touch yeah, oh, yeah. because the reality is you know I'll go back before we draw names here. I mean, th- th- listen, these are just people. And, and, and I'm telling you, I didn't, I never knew commission when I was in high school. I mean, I didn't know what commission was. You know what I mean? I didn't know about anything. When I go to get a job, I mean, my thought process is, you know, you, you think about a few things you wanna do when you're a kid and salesperson is probably not one of them. You know what I mean? You think doctor, lawyer, astronaut, you know, minister. You know, you think of everything and then it just you just see those people, they just get paid and they're just living. You know, so you really don't know, and it's just like anything else. You get out into the world, and then you begin to—if you get into sales where there is commission, you know—that's um, a—that's a foreign language to, to anyone. And then today. You have even in you know sales, product sales, Apple, and then you know Starbucks, and these places that are retail that they thrive on the sales and marketing aspect, and you know, and and getting a customer you know uh, lathered up about the newest drink and the foam and the you know on top of the drink and the new phone and the Air air, AirPods or whatever. You don't have commission attached to that because there's such a demand for it. But when you have a product, any product that is that 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 the demand is there, but it's an emotional decision, right? It's an emotional decision. It's like, it's, it's, it's substantial. I think that, um, I think that, you know, you have, we, you, you, you know, I love the management getting involved, but I hear these guys and saying that, but I wonder if we're leaving stuff on the table because I, I wonder if it's something never makes it to them. And so all of a sudden you're busy doing management stuff. It, are you lo- How many deals are you losing mm-hmm. that never get to you? Because a salesperson that doesn't, has not been trained to fight because it's not in their job description, because it's not in their pay plan, because it's not in the way they were hired. It's not even on the radar. Just let someone go. And then they go across the street and they buy from the, on the dealership that's more aggressive, that has, you know, um, a stronger process on the close side of things. You know, look, that may be well and good. Maybe you never know about it, but if I'm the owner of that company, I want to know about it, right? right? I mean, you know.
2: Well I, think, well, I think that's why the sales managers are getting involved so early. I mean, but, I never worked in a store where a sales manager didn't get involved early <laughs> in the process. I mean. I, I, right. I, right. It, okay. It baffles me to to not see sales managers get involved early in the in the sales process.
0: Okay, but devil's advocate here. Let's let's flip side. That's great. But sales, I'm, I agree with that. And I 100 percent agree with that. <laughs> But then you got, then you got to look, see, it opens up other doors and caveats. It opens up other avenues. Then you got to look at, okay, what do, is, what dealers, are there dealerships where the sales manager sits on the ivory throne and doesn't want to get involved with the situation because they don't want to work that hard. They don't want to get, because at that point you're requiring a sales manager to get involved and really they're selling. Really, now they're selling. They're doing something that they didn't think they needed to do well, anymore.
2: I, I, I think, I'm I not think, saying they shouldn't. Think, I'm saying I think they don't. I think that might be a little misconception, personally, because I think just because you get involved in the sales process doesn't mean you're actually selling the car. The salesperson still has to sell the car. Getting involved early in the sales process might be as simple as, hey, Joe, how are you doing? I'm, I'm Chris. I'm the sales manager okay. here. Um, I want to see you before you leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're at such and such and such and such. I'm going to have uh, you know, David here go show you X car. But before you leave, I wanted I want to uh, touch hey, base with you again. I'm David. I'm David. And but wait I'm not, a minute. Listen, I'm not getting you, commission. Now, now you've made contact. So when you come in and later to close that deal, you're no longer a stranger to them. Okay, but you just, you just,
0: what you just did is painted the perfect process. You didn't paint the normal process, possibly, because if I'm David and I'm not making commission and i'm david and hey david's gonna show you the card i want to meet with you before you leave and i'm david out in the lot not making commission i'm getting my base whether i sell this cat or not right mm-hmm. and i really don't know how to sell and you know what i don't want to offend the guy the guy's not interested who am i to say what do you mean you're not interested let me go get my manager because i'm not a salesperson i'm an order taker or i'm a person that's not been trained that way because i'm I getting my base out of the way and what are they gonna do fire me for something that i'm not getting commission on doing anyway uh yeah. so my, my, why? Why are you going to fire you mean, me? Why, you, you, why okay, are you going to so, fire me? So,
2: so now because you're. basically... Not, um, okay, I take. I, you see what I'm saying? I'm in other words, an exception to what you're saying here because you're basically are assuming that just because these people are are making a base that they're a bunch of Neanderthals that can't <laughs> that's sell. Not what I said. And, and if that's the case, I didn't then your say they Neanderthals. Neanderthals Be fired because they're not doing something in training. So I didn't say they were here.
0: Neanderthals. What <laughs> I'm my my I'm not saying they're anything. What I'm what I'm proposing is that commission and, and the uncapped potential opens up a door for people who m- work angles and who work harder and who call leads and who reach out and, and try to try to, and they, they stand out. They, 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 go outside and they meet somebody. They, they, they answer the phone. They, they do the things that others are unwilling to do. And what causes them to do that is the opportunity to make more money. Right. When well, you, when anybody these... who trades dollars for hours, it's Fred Flintstone in it down the back of the dinosaur when the clock when it, when the bell strikes. Like, yubba, yubba, whoop, yubba, I'm out of here.
2: <laughs> well, these, these pay plans that have uh, bases attached to them, there there's like stair steps still involved sure. in it, well, yeah, and okay. so and so you you still have that. That well, my guys are there. on base here. Yeah, but, but no, the other no, you, thing well is, you know that our guys are on base here. I'm not talking about right. that. I guess but maybe the other it, thing is too. You got to remember is there's also rules put in place that these people don't hit minimums. Yeah. they get written up. Right. They get trained. Right. And then they get written up again. And right. then a the third strike, you're out. in A lot of places. <laughs> how much? Which, of a, how much which of By a, the way, okay. is not uncommon to just the automotive Listen, industry. I know it's, we got to draw some names, names here, field. and
0: you and I are going to butt, butt, butt heads on this thing, and that's okay. First of all, I wasn't talking about a base plus commission because I've got base plus commissions here in both divisions, and I believe in that all day long. Um, I'm t- but I believe in commissions, and the commissions are uncapped, and they're truly uncapped. The bases are there for really to attract good talent in some ways to make, and it's really nothing different than maybe saying, "Hey, I'm putting the base in place is something different than saying we have a strong insurance policy in place, or you know, insurance, and we have you know benefits program, whatever. You know, there's time off packages, whatever vacation. All of that kind of works together to sweeten the deal. But what I'm talking about, I guess more was the ones that said doing away with commission. Eventually my, I guess my point is, is if, if automotive purchase is an emotional decision, what's going to cause somebody to work harder? You mentioned rules. Let me just, let me just counter that for a second. You mentioned rules. How many rules can, how, how good, how, how much can you expect someone to follow the rules that you're really, what you're saying is this is a salesperson's rules. We want you to be a salesperson how good of a salesperson is not going to want to work commission is what i'm saying get a sucky buck commission a sales rep it sells they're the bottom of the sales talent i mean if they're not you know look if i'm at the top of the sales talent i'm gonna i'm going for uncapped or you know
2: i mean i might not be in sales i don't know there's a there's a lot of <clears throat> I, I get what you're saying but you're also what i don't think apple, i don't think there's a pay plan in the automotive okay. business do you think Apple? And i could be wrong do you think that's 100 base think, salary
0: okay do you think apple cares about revenue it's a company. Oh, do think, everybody cares about Do you revenue. think Apple cares about selling a lot of phones? Absolutely. A lot of iPads? Absolutely. Okay, do you think that the person that you go in and talk to gives a rat's butt? Absolutely not. They can care less. And my point is Apple's still selling it because, because there's, not, there's not this big, huge competition like there is in automotive, right? And, well, you and just they, said it. Hold on. Automotive has immense competition, so I've got to compete. I'm Honda. I've got to compete with Toyota, and i got to compete with Mazda, and I've got to compete with Hyundai and Nissan and Ford and the domestics and imports and this and that. Oh, my God, the BMW store is telling my Honda customer that they can step me my them up to a low-line BMW with the badge for the price I'm paying for my Accord. I've got to compete with everybody, and then it's an emotional decision on top of it. I think that what if you take commission out of it, you're, you're, you're risking – how hard will somebody follow the rules and then how much can you really hold them accountable on following the rules if there is not really commission to incentivize? I don't know the answer to that. I think I do, but I don't know. That's what the, I guess that's really why the conversation
2: can keep well, going. My question yeah. is, do you have sucky Buck commission salespeople? Cause uh, do I? last no. time I checked, there's a lot of people, no, not you in general, but you know what I mean? There's a lot of dealerships out there that have sucky buck salespeople that are on commission that still suck at the end but, of the day. But if
0: they're on commission, if they're on commission, base plus commission, then, you, then now you justify not keeping them. Now you justify going, okay, this is not cut for them. Go work at Home Depot where the, where the base you're making, right? You're not making any commission because you suck. Commission happens when you close the deal. So you're not making any commission, you're making the base. You're not making us any money, really, because you're taking our base and you suck. So what I'm telling you to do is go work at Home Depot, go work at Publix, go work at Kroger's, go work why somewhere why can't you else. do that
2: with a base? A you, that's making a base? You could,
0: except for the fact that you're wanting them to sell. How good are they going to be at selling? I'm going to tell you something. Pay Bag Boys commission and watch. You You get commission on every person that you carry out groceries. They'll be knocking people over to get – be like, I'm taking your groceries out. Move over. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I, I got this. No, no, listen.
3: See, listen Paper
0: or plastic, and I'll take it to your car. No worries. <laughs> yep. All right. So, hey, people
3: are laughing. Neutral corners. Huh? Neutral corners. Neutral corners. Let's draw Let's some draw names. Let's draw some names here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we're both – you're wronger than I am. You're, you know, I'm, I'm more <laughs> right than you. You're, you're more right than I am. All right, so <laughs> I thought this said something else. All right, so the first name that I'm pulling out of the hat, I'll throw the other two to you guys. I'll throw the $100 to you guys. First $50 winner, Steve Warner.
2: Steve, I thought I said Stevie Wonder. You
0: know. When I look at him, like I'm like, Isn't she lovely? Very superstitious,
2: riding on the wall. <laughs> wow. Very
0: superstitious. Nah, 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 I don't nah. know what that's the
2: words.
0: Believe <laughs> Stevie Warner, Steve Warner, you win fifty bucks. Steve Warner, Steve Warner wins fifty dollars. Congratulations! All right, the other fifty oh, dollars. The other fifty dollars, Steve. That goes to oh, the guys. That goes to the
2: guys. No, hundred dollars goes. You go stay out of this. Out. Listen, listen, man. Produce, okay? Produce. <laughs> when you when you can produce, then you can tell us what. All right, John Gillis. <laughs> John
0: Baby. Gillis. John Gillis wins fifty dollars. <laughs> Mister John to the Gillis. <laughs> fifty dollar winner. Over here. Her. All right, I'm gonna throw this hundred dollar Lou. Make sure you hit Chris in the face. <laughs> like Chris I can't All right, catch it. Here goes hundred dollars. Hey. See it here? This the is the hundred dollar winner right here. Throw it, right? it to it's the gonna chest, go hair. To Joe's chest, chest, chest hair. Go to Joe chest hair. Chest already running away. Joe's chest hair it's like gets a hundred like Velcro. Head, I'm gonna throw. It. I'm to throw this and Joe's chest hair. Is gonna like, an, like a like like a like a like a baseball mitt. It's gonna <laughs> come out
3: and catch it. Like Velcro. Come on. Oh, oh, look at that! Oh, that was held hands. Y'all held hands that was on so Valentine's hands. Day, baby. That was
0: held so hands on teamwork. Valentine's Day. That's teamwork. That's cute. Hey, it's That's Valentine's teamwork. Day, y'all held hands. That's Jason cute. Rice. Jason Rice. Rice. Hundo, baby. Not Jason Noodle. <laughs> Not Jason <laughs> Couscous. <laughs> Not Jason <laughs> Couscous. <laughs> Not Jason uh, Magi Magi. Magi Magi <laughs> Jason Rice, my buddy. Lot pop. You won a hundred dollars, <laughs> baby. Congratulations, Jason. Jason Arroz Boom. All right. What a great show, guys. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> couscous. I hate couscous. Ugh. Couscous is some nasty stuff. I man. do like mahi-mahi, though. Ugh. My the wife th- eats couscous. That stuff's just freaking nasty. The fish? Mahi-mahi. Why did you say mahi? I don't know. That doesn't even make, the make my, my, sense the first Rice, noodles. Head.
2: I like mahi-mahi. Yeah, that
0: rice noodles, lose like swordfish. <laughs> so <laughs> so
2: you're swordfish? You're not swordfish. even in that corner, Dave. Oh, swordfish. Oh, that's what you get for putting me in the corner. You're staying like, in that corner. Like noodles, guys,
0: rice, you know, some, well, what? Uh, some oh, pasta, yeah. and lose like uh, bacon. I like, I like hot dogs. <laughs> I like Vienna I like sausage. Potatoes. Oh, yeah, I about. Yeah, that rice thing, yeah, I like hot dogs. Yeah. All right, how about this one real quick before we go? Yeah, give me the fourth one that's going to go with this. Ready? Vienna sausage. Spam. Steak them. Come on, guys Maki-maki <laughs> Come on, man <laughs> what's I don't know what the fourth uh, one would be But, I mean, Spam's nasty, right? I mean uh, Vienna, sausage, Vienna, Vienna sausage is disgusting And uh, steak them I mean, it's disgusting uh, hot, what's dogs. Another? hot dogs Hot dogs, man that's not, I mean, I ate a hot dog the other day from Portillo's That's pretty good But what's uh, What's another thing, real quick before we go Then we fall right? into the category of How about Beef. that uh, that double, double uh, ham stuff in the can? Oh, yeah, oh, like, yeah. Like that oh. Weird Canned ham oh. Canned ham There you go, Steve That's how you do it That's how you play the oh, game Nasty All right, guys Thank you, Joe Calla. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Fritcher. Whatever. In the corner
2: today. Baby, Baby in the corner. He's staying, Baby's in the corner. Have a good week.
1: Adios.